0: Hello and welcome to episode number 31 of the Property Magic Podcast. And in this episode, I'd like to talk to you about how you can quickly recycle your cash when investing in property and how to use momentum investing to quickly build your portfolio. Now, I do explain this in chapter number two of my book, Property Magic, but I think it's so important that I want to dedicate this episode of the podcast to make sure you really understand it because this will help you very quickly and rapidly build your portfolio when you use this strategy. So let me take you back to my very first refurb project. I think it was probably back in 1999, maybe 2000, that I bought a property literally two or three minutes walk away from where I was living in Birmingham. And in the early days, all of my properties were in probably a 10 minute radius of where I was living. And I found this property through a local estate agent. And I'd say, look, have you got any properties that maybe need some work doing to them? And this was just a very normal three bedroom terrace property. And it had been a rental property, I think for many, many years. And it was just, just not very nice. And when we came to do the refurb you know it's not been looked after when you kind of rip the carpets up and it's not just one carpet two carpets, but about four carpets have just been laid on top of each other and then some very old newspaper at the bottom so there's no underlay and it just wasn't a great house it needed a bit of a a light refurb so what we did was we pulled out all the carpets we um plastered the walls. We just patched a few things up. We papered it. We painted it. We put a new kitchen, new bathroom and new windows in. And I did some of the work myself, but I'm really not very good at that kind of thing. I did mainly papering and decoration painting. Um, and I had a few friends help me do the refurb. So we did it on a very cost-effective basis, I bought the property for £42,000, we spent £8,000 on it, and then it was worth about £60,000 once the job was done. Now, at the time, I was able to get 85% mortgages, and I put money in into my deposit, not a huge amount, but some deposit, and I put this £8,000 in the refurb costs, and I didn't really understand about refinancing at that time. And it's amazing you make your decisions based on the knowledge and information you have at that time. And no one had ever taught me about refinancing. I just wasn't aware of it. And obviously, this is way before any property training, way before the Property Investors Network. So I was doing this very much on my own, making it up as I was going along. So anyway, I bought this property. I I knew it's kind of below market value. I was pretty happy. I'd added ten thousand pounds of value to it, and. I could rent it out and make about 150 pounds A month in profit and that's what I did for a while in fact I used it as an office and a friend of mine used it as a kind of an office um, for a little bit of time Um, but then I thought you know what I've got all this money tied up in this property I'd got the money I'd put in I'd got the ten thousand pounds of profit and I worked out if I sold that property property I could take that profit and pay very little tax on it because I goose my personal capital gains allowance So it meant that I'd have a big lump of cash at that time for me, tax free. So the appeal of a big lump of cash and getting all my money back was far more than just the thought of getting 150 pounds a month in rental income. Now obviously with hindsight I look back and I think that property is probably worth about 150 pound 150,000 uh, pounds 20 years or so later it would have been much better for me to refinance that property and hold on to it. But again I just wasn't aware of the strategy. You see with a value of 60,000 pounds and an 85% buy to let mortgage I could have remortgaged, taken out my deposit, taken out the refurb money and gone and done another one and just left 9,000 pounds of my profit in the project. Now, I might have only had about maybe an 80 pound per month cash flow and maybe that didn't seem like enough profit to make it worthwhile. And I think this is a mistake people often make. They look at the lump sum they could get from selling or or getting rid of a property compared to the small amount of income they might be making on a monthly basis, and they completely forget to factor in the long-term capital growth. If you remember rule number four of the golden rules of property investing from property magic is we want to hold property long-term. I have sold property like this one in the past, and I regret doing that. If only I knew then what I know now, and the power of hindsight is very powerful, right? But the simple thing I didn't understand was about refinancing. So I wanna explain how that works and then how you can use momentum investing to quickly grow your portfolio. So first of all, let's look at how most people traditionally grow their property portfolio. So let's keep the numbers really simple. Let's say you buy a property for £100,000. And at the moment, you put in a 25% deposit, and you get a 75% buy-to-let mortgage. And you sit back and you wait, the rental income comes in and hopefully give it to someone else to manage. It's not too much work. And over time, property prices rise. Why is that? Well, in the UK, we live on an island with a limited supply of accommodation and an increasing population. So although prices don't always go up, they come up and they come down, the long-term trend is up. So if you hold a property long enough and if you follow the golden rules from property magic, i.e. you buy in a good strong area of rental demand, you make cash flow for the property and you hold long-term, it doesn't matter if short-term property prices dip. The problem with this is you have to wait a period of time and let's say the value of that property goes up to, I don't know, 140,000 or so, and then you wanna get a, a remortgage So maybe based on a value of 140 and the rent's gone up, and this might be after a period of time, a number of years, the value of your mortgages may be as much as 105,000 based on a value of 140, it means you can get out the initial deposit you put into the property and a little bit of extra for costs, and you can then go again and buy another property. Or if that money was borrowed in the first place, maybe you used it from your own home, you could pay that back. Or if you borrowed it from another investor or family friend, you could give that money back and you're left over with a property with 25% equity, and you own that, get 100% of the cash flow. So, letting time do its magic and increase the values is a great strategy but it just takes a long time so by using momentum investing we can force the appreciation and refinance our property much quicker which means we can get the money back out and go into and another one within six to nine months so let's look at an example again so let's say a property is worth a hundred thousand but Instead of buying a normal property, we look for a motivated seller, someone for whom the speed and certainty is more important than the amount of money they get. And that person might be flexible on the price or indeed the terms of the sale. And so we buy that property that's worth a hundred thousand for seventy five thousand. Now, we'd get our seventy five percent mortgage based on the purchase price. We get a mortgage of about fifty six thousand. We put our deposit in, and then obviously, we rent that property out. Now, because the property is actually worth a hundred thousand, after six months of ownership we can apply for a remortgage. We'd probably go to a different mortgage company because the one we bought the property with would be very um, surprised to see the value increase so much in that short period of time. So we go to a new lender, and we say, look, the property's worth 100,000, which is true. We're not exaggerating that. We show them what the rental income is. And based on that value of 100,000, we would be able to remortgage the property at 75,000, which means we pay back the first mortgage and also we get back a deposit lump sum. So rather than waiting years and years for the capital growth, because we're buying at a discount, we can refinance and take the money out quickly. Now, the other thing you can do is if you're in a very expensive area and if at the time you can't get good discounts in the market, instead you buy a property for maybe a hundred thousand, you improve the property, spending whatever it might be, twenty thousand on it. And if you improve the value to maybe a hundred and sixty thousand, again, you could refinance, take out your initial deposit, also take out the money you've spent. And then you get the money to go again. So, this is what we call momentum investing. So, either you buy at a discount and you refinance, or you buy somewhere you can add value significantly and then you refinance, or even better, a combination of the two you find a property that needs some work doing to it, because of that you get a good price on it, you add value and then you refinance and get all your money out. Now when I say get all your money out, that is the ideal, that's what we aim for. However, that's not always possible. And I see some investors make what I think is a big mistake they find a good project, they work out how much does it cost to re- to, to put into it, to get it done up, and they, they look at the refinance and they say, oh, I can't get all of my money out. I might have to leave 10, 20, even 50,000 in this property and I don't want to do it. I'm gonna run out of money if I do that. What they're failing to recognize is that the money that's left in is going to be probably a very high return on that money because you're getting some good cash flow from the property and you might be getting a 20 30 40 roi on the money you've left in what that means is it doesn't have to be your money i'm sure you can find someone who'd be pretty happy with a, a good return on their money so you've got such a high return that you can give them a great return on their money, and there's still plenty of profit for you. So don't get caught into the trap of thinking, I don't want to tie any money up in a property. Sometimes there might be great deals, but we just can't get all of it out the first time we refinance. Now, a few years down the line with a bit more capital growth, the second time we refinance, you might well be able to get all of that Uh, original investment back out. You maybe just can't do it straight away. So my big tip I wanted you to take away from this episode is that first of all, rather than putting your money in a property and just leaving it there and waiting for time to do its trick, you can force the appreciation by either buying at a discount or adding value or a combination of the two. And please don't make the mistake that if you can't get all of your money out walking away from the deal, because even if you're leaving some money in, you might get a great return on that. Some of these things are very obvious when you know them, but if you don't know them, you don't know them. And so I hope this has been really useful to explain this fundamental of momentum investing. Now there are some more intricacies here that I just wanna share with you. First of all, when you come to do the remortgage six months after you've purchased it, obviously the valuer who's gonna go out on behalf of the second mortgage company will know how much you bought the property for. (laughs) Uh <laughs> So what might be a really good idea is before you actually buy the property, just to check it's genuinely worth what you think, maybe get an independent RICS valuation, where they come out, you don't tell them how much you're buying the property for, you just tell them you want an open market valuation. So in our example, let's say it's worth 100,000 and you're buying it for 75, don't tell them you're paying 75, hopefully if they look at the open market valuation, it will come back at 100,000. You can take that valuation and hold on to that because you'll need it in the future. Then when you actually buy the property, of course, you have to be very straight and upfront with the mortgage company. You tell them that you are buying for $75,000. They'll send a second surveyor out to come and value the property. I've had this sometimes where I've been buying at a discount and the the surveyor said to me, well, you've got a really good deal here. And they value it at the 75,000 I'm buying it at, but they've actually said to me, look, it's worth a lot more than that. But they're always very cautious and they'll only put the value at which you're buying it. Then when you come to do the remortgage and you've actually got a second mortgage company with a third surveyor, because remember the first survey was a private one you did. Second survey was for the first mortgage company when you bought it. Third survey is with the second mortgage company that you're remortgaging with six months after you've owned it. You meet them at the property, you show them the valuation that you got before you bought it and say, look, here's a valuation I got before I bought this property. I actually paid less than this. I negotiated hard and I got a bit of a discount. So you can show them um, that you know, it was actually worth that price. And especially if you've done some work to the property, make sure you took some before pictures so they can see what the condition was before. And obviously, when they're looking around, they'll see the nice refurbed property. It's going to help them justify the true market value. You're not asking them or expecting them to inflate it and, you know. uh, surveyors right now are very conservative about valuations, but you just want to give it a fair chance that it's going to come in with a true market value and that the surveyor is not swayed by the low purchase price when you initially purchased it. So by having this first initial survey and also having pictures to show what you've done to improve the property is really going to help them. Also, putting together a pack that shows other properties in the area how much are they worth having some light comparisons now sometimes surveyors say no i can't take that information um and they're a bit prickly about it um, but often they're very grateful and they'll obviously go and check their figures they're not going to work on yours but if you've taken figures that are freely available on the internet showed like comparisons what have other things sold for what are they remortgaged at um, that will really help them if you've got a lot of properties in the same area and you've had valuations and remortgages on those properties you can use those valuations again to show the surveyor to show that you really know what you're talking about because you've got a number of properties in the area and you've already done this so this is just a way of ensuring you get the maximum possible valuation, which means you can pull out as much as you possibly can when you're doing your momentum investing. And then you can move on to the next project. Or if you've released equity from your own home, you can pay that back till you need it again. Or indeed, if you've used an investor, you can give the money back to them. Now, one thing I would suggest is that if you are um, doing a joint venture with someone, it's probably not worth um, doing a joint venture if you're gonna get all of the money out because effectively the joint venture, you're giving away 50% of the cash flow and maybe 50% of the equity. Well, if you're giving someone all of their money back within a year, why on earth should they end up with 50% of the cash flow and 50% of the equity growth. It would be much better to do a private loan with someone and even pay a slightly higher interest rate to that individual so they're really happy they get their money back plus their interest and you're left over with a property that you own 100% and you have a... Um, and you've got all of the equity and all the cash flow. So I hope this has helped explain a little bit more about momentum investing. It's extremely powerful. Um, If you got value from this podcast, it'll be fantastic if you could go and give me a five-star review from iTunes or Google Play or wherever you've downloaded it from. And also, if you can do a review about what you actually got out of it, that would also be uh, much appreciated. So until next time, remember to always invest with knowledge Invest with skill.